Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, this week we have an amazing guest. Her name is Kara Deschamps, and she is not only someone that I have known for a long time, I consider her to be a friend, and she was one of those fun Christians that I met when I was in my high school years that let me see that being a Christian could be fun and that it didn't always have to be serious and full of doom and gloom, but that you could still have fun and be an individual and still be a Christian. Kara is a highly motivated and experienced professional with over 20 years of experience within the fields of education, leadership, higher education counseling, and management. She is goal-oriented. She has a proven success in curriculum and instruction, student and professional development, research accreditation, while possessing a passion for empowering others. Kara is also a certified life coach and speaker. Now, Kara has an amazing story to tell about how she found God, and it's funny because sometimes we think that we have to be doing all kinds of stuff to find God, but yes, you can be in the church and still not know who God is. So, without further ado, here is Kara's story of how she found God, or as she likes to put it, how God found her. Hello, Kara. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show. And I know I haven't talked to you in ages. I was looking through um, our Facebook Messenger. The last time I talked to you was like 2015. Right? I appreciate it. The good thing is that when you meet people and, you know, you just become, you connect with them from so long ago, you could just pick right up where you left off. So it's like, you know, and then when you see people on Facebook or social media, you feel like you're with them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true, because I've known you since I was, I think, 16, 17. Yeah, you were in high school. It was back in South Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, so I've known you for a long time. It's true. Like, (laughs) whenever I talk to you, whenever we get a chance to meet or connect or anything, it's like, you know, nothing ever changed. It's like the same old thing. So (laughs) you're right right. about that. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you some questions about how you found God, but we're going to start off with the question that I ask every single guest. And that question is, what was your childhood like? Uh, Gosh, I, my dad was military. He was Air Force. So I was raised an Air Force brat. My mom was a a homemaker uh, for quite some time until, you know, her children got a little bit older and then she decided to go back to go to school, go to college. 
and graduate and she became an educator. So, um, and I am the third of four children. So I consider myself the middle child. So there's a lot of things that go on with the middle child. So that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in uh, San Antonio, Texas. And then my dad retired in Sumter, South Carolina. So he retired at Shaw Air Force Base. Um, so we were stationed there. And so that's how I got to um, Sumter and, um, you know, did the military lifestyle. And then um, they wanted a house out in the country. My dad said, you know, we want to get out in the country. You know, I'm tired of living so close to everybody, like on the base. And that's where we, um, that was kind of like my home after we uh, started growing up. So, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I wonder how you got to South Carolina, because I know I end up staying in South Carolina because I was born in New Jersey and then my parents moved when I was like 10 to Orangeburg, South Carolina. So that's how, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, that's how we connected, right? Yep. And it's amazing how everyone gets to South Carolina because I don't think it's a destination that you just plan to go no. to. I, I say yeah. that, I say that people all the time. I'm like, so you came here on purpose. Is that, <laughs> is that what you did? <laughs> exactly. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> so when yeah. you were younger, when you were younger, was God a part of your life during that time? So it's funny because when I, when I saw that question, I always think about that. I saw God as like this, I felt like he was like this Wizard of Oz type being, you know, like this massive something that you either you got in trouble or you needed to do good things for, but then I couldn't see him or talk to him or you know, so I didn't, I, it was never really a personal connection other than, you know, Bible stories. You know, I grew up, um, I know my, my parents, you know, made sure, um, you know, we went to church and participated in vacation Bible school. And, you know, those were the fun things. I always participated in the Christmas play. There was always a dramatic play at my church. So things like that, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't go because I had a relationship with God. I didn't know really what that was. I just knew there was an existence mm -hmm. and we went to church and you better sit still in church because the deaconesses were going to come and the ushers were going to come and make sure you sat still. Um, <laughs> I participated in communion because it was like a really cool thing to do because I felt like I was drinking a little wine and having a little biscuit or something. So I felt like a cool kid, you know? So those were my like real, you know, experiences growing up. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. I think a lot of us have experienced the same thing. So as you yeah. got older and you were, I guess maybe even during that time, was there one thing in particular that interests you the most about God? It could have been something like, oh, he loves me or anything. Yeah, I think it was something where I did learn that he was loving, you know, there was a there was a God that would, um, that, you know, laid down his life for me. I didn't know what that meant as a child, like how heavy and how serious and how real that was. You know, you, you just, as a child, I just, you know, you heard the stories, the Easter story, you hear the Christmas story and, you know, Jonah story and you hear all these things like, wow, that's pretty cool. But it never really pulled me in. And it probably wasn't until I started dating, um, my husband now, but it wasn't probably wasn't until then because his family was very much into the church, like his whole family, everybody in his family. 
and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know, it's not that my family, but you know, it wasn't like my mom and dad weren't, you know, Christians or, you know, talked about God or anything, but it wasn't like every day we had a praying home and every day, you know, these were the things that we did. But when I, you know, met my husband and his family, it was just different. And I would, I'll never forget that when my husband and I started dating, he has an uncle that um, is in the ministry and has been in the ministry and, and he and his wife, I, I always admired their relationship as a married couple. And I knew that he was very, you know, spiritual and funny and like love God, but could crack jokes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, you can like be a Christian and have fun. And he's pretty cool Christian, you know what I mean? Yeah. So instead of like these stuffy people that are like, can't laugh, you know? Um, but he loved his wife and he still does. And I've always admired that. I'm like, man, there was something about them, you know, as a couple or them as people that I just really admired. Another, um, thing, and I'll never forget this is when I went to camp, I went to a 4-H camp, um, growing up and I was probably in, I guess it was maybe middle school, early high school, went to camp and my camp counselor, she was a Christian and I just remember her like before, like at night, before like the girls went down, you know how you go, you go down for the, for the evening. She would always like tell us a story. She was very sweet and she always had her Bible out. Like she would read her Bible and I would see like her Bible. And then there were a couple of times when she would sing to us. So she would sing to us at night so that we could kind of just calm down and go to bed. But her songs were, you know, Christian songs, songs that I had never heard of. I didn't know these songs. You know, I grew up listening to gospel and, you know, she was like, she had contemporary Christian. And so she, and I'm like, man, these are beautiful. And I still remember her. I still, and I, sometimes to this day, I'm like, man, I wish I knew her name. I wish I could find her because she did make an impact on me. Cause I just remember like she had this Bible and, and yeah. it was always on her bunk and I would see her reading it early in the morning before we all got up and she would be there reading. I'm like, man, that's, you know, I wonder what that's like. That seems pretty cool. Right. To, mm-hmm. to have this relationship with, with God. So those are some memories that, that always come up where I think, I feel like God was just like little by little showing me himself through other people. That is awesome. And it happens like that so many times because it's like yeah. I remember people. And it's funny because, you know, like, I don't know, because it's like I was, it, it, when I was a kid, it just seemed like being a Christian wasn't fun because the people who were Christians, they didn't dress the best and they didn't act. Right. It was boring. And yes. this wasn't something I, I really wanted to do. And so when I got a chance to meet people who were maybe young and have fun and who were like cool Christians, I was right. like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's possible. I always felt like I was going to screw something up, you know, just, yeah, me like, too. you know, I'm going to mess something up. I'm like, God, I don't know how I'm going to be a Christian. Like I don't, how in the world, like I'm, I'm a nut. Like I like to, I like to have fun. I like, <laughs> I like to hang out, you know, things just come out of my mouth and I have no filter and I question a lot of things. Um, so a little bit after that, after my husband and I got married and, um, you know, just started our young life together, you know, we were very young getting married. And, you know, went through our, you know, early marriage problems, that type of thing. And I just remember, um, and I wasn't a part of any kind of church, you know, I still weren't. We, we, he and I just grew up differently. We just went to different churches and things like that. So we didn't really have like a spiritual foundation together when we got married. And then the Rocky times came and I never forget, like his mother would say, 
you know, you just need to find you a church. You need to, you know, you need to find a relationship with God yourself. Like you can't fix him. You're not going to change him. You need to focus on you. And I was just like, okay. So ended up finding, you know, a church and finding a, you know, connection and things like that. And little by little, you know, God was also working on him, which I didn't realize because, you know, you need God to go fix everybody else, not yourself, right? True. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so we just, you know, little by little, we ended up, you know, having Bible studies and just really um, intentionally seeking study in God's word. Um, I, you know, I always loved women's devotionals and things like that, but I never really dug into study. Um, which is different. It's different. Um, so yeah, that's how all those, that relationship, I think, started happening. And it's, well, it's not funny, but you know, just the fact that your mother-in-law had enough insight to tell you, hey, you might, you just need to have a relationship with God and don't worry about him because you can't change him. I think that is huge. And it probably- Oh, oh it's huge. Yeah. I, that's a whole nother podcast on marriage. We, we just need to- <laughs> We could talk about that for a while. <laughs> well, if you want to share anything for five minutes on that, I can listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a whole different thing. But you know, you just see God and and you know, and I and I know your podcast is, you know, about finding God. And I had to sit in that for a while. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I found God or God just never God found me. You know, it's really I, I don't I knew there was something you know, missing, there's a disconnect. Sometimes you feel lonely, even, you know, as an adult now, but sometimes you feel there's a disconnect or you feel lost or something, there's something bigger, greater than you, and you can't put your finger on it. And a lot of times if you don't have that relationship with God, or you don't know who he is, you still can't name it. It's hard to name, like I'm missing something. I feel empty inside but I don't know how to name it. Maybe I'm depressed. Maybe I'm anxious. Maybe it's all of the above, but not knowing that you don't know what you don't know, right? right. Not knowing that your connection with God is missing. And I don't know if I was seeking him on purpose or God was just, the God was really seeking me and he was trying to woo me and pull me in. And then, Hey, Kira, I need your attention. And then that's how it kind of started. Awesome. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of times though, God does have to seek us first because sometimes we don't need, like you said, we don't even know that we need him in that manner because I know for a long time I thought I was good because I was like, well, I go to church. I right. Pray, I read the Bible. The boxes. Yeah. And so you don't think that it's anything deeper than that, especially if that's not what you've been taught. And so I think a lot of times at first God's like trying to get to us because it's like, okay, they need something. They don't know what it is. And then yeah. once we figure out we need him, then we can actually go look right. for him. Right. Exactly. And then just not really knowing where to start. You know, right. I was thinking about that, you know, off and on it. Even when I talk to people about, you know, God, it's like, where do you even start reading the Bible? You know, I have this Bible that I didn't understand and it had a lot of vowels and Vs, yeah. right? And then when I go look at other versions, I'm like, well, is this real? Because this one really sounds like this, but this, you know, so you get all into these, these semantics, right? It's yeah. all these, and it's more and more of the things that, which I've learned later that the enemy tries to put in your life to confuse you and keep you, you know, distracted and just keep you 
from, you know, like, oh, just give up. It's just too much work. It's just way too much work to, to be a Christian and love God and, and be on the straight and narrow. And you got to check all these boxes every day. And did I get up at six? Did I read at least 30 minutes? And did I, you know, it's just all these things that pretty soon you walk away going, I'm exhausted. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have time for all that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it was one of those things where I just where to start, you know, where do I even start? If I feel a certain way, I didn't grow up in the church or if I've never picked up a Bible or if I don't even have a Bible, you know, it's like, where do you even begin to quote unquote, find God? Yeah. And it's like, you know, so yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. Especially like the different versions. Cause when I was younger, people would always say it has to be King James version or it's not the right one. And for yeah. a long time I listened to that, but then it's like, it was, I mean, I could read it. I understood what it was saying, but it just wasn't like, it was just like reading it. And yeah. then I switched over to the um, NLT. And yeah. I don't know, that Bible made it easier for me to understand. It's like, I could read the same stuff over and over again. I was like, that's what he says. Oh my yeah. goodness. And it was just like, yeah. so interesting to me. So I think like when it comes to that, it's just good just to find a Bible that we understand. <laughs> because I do think that at the end of the day, like, it's still God's word, even if someone rephrase right. it or repurpose it or however they say it, it's just based on us. And I like the fact that we're all different. We think differently. We understand things differently. So what yeah. Bible might work for somebody else may not work for me, may not right. work for you. And it right. just depends on what, you know, what we connect with, what we have. And it's yeah. great because there's so many different resources, but I get you with that one because that was a problem for a long time. And it wasn't until I just said, Kiana, listen, I was, and I had to do give myself a little self-talk. I was just like, first, I was like, I don't think God's going to put me in hell if I read a different version of the Bible. Like, I think I will be fine. And then I was like, who right. told me I could only right. read King James? And, you know, once I started thinking about these questions, I know like a few years ago, I had to like start to question a lot of things that I grew up knowing. And I would ask myself like, okay, well, who told me this? And how did they know this is true? So then I look it up in the Bible. And if it worked in the Bible, then I was good. If not, then I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So right. Right. it's not something I should be focusing so much on because it doesn't say it in the Bible. So I kind of went that yeah. way. And that is how I just realized, okay, I need to read something that connects with me. And I've also found, like, for me, with my relationship with God, it has to be practical because what I was doing yeah. before was not practical. And it only right. worked in certain situations. But I was like, this is every day. Things happen all the time. Like, <laughs> I need something I mean, practical yeah. that I can do. Right, right. And then, you know, it's just thank God for grace because mm -hmm. when you – when you get, it's just like exercising, like a starting exercise program. You know, we go gung ho, we buy the new outfit and you buy the sneakers and you got to get the best bike. And, you know, you got everything ready and you go shopping and you start your food prepping and you're just, and you're just like feeling good. You're like, yes, I did 30 minutes and I did cardio and I did this and I did that. It's like wonderful. But then the rainy day comes or the day you're just exhausted and you're just like, I didn't have time. And so then that starts happening over a period of time, right? And then you start beating yourself up. Then it, then it becomes this vicious, ugly cycle where you start turning into yourself and you go, you, you know, you're never going to do this. You're never going to lose this weight. I'm nobody. I'm this. And then I go get a bowl of ice cream and I'm done, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, sometimes our spiritual um, 
you know, life or even trying to get out of the gate, trying to find God, just not, I'm not talking about people who've been in a relationship with God all their life. You know, these are just people that are just like, I tried that Christian thing. You know, I tried, I bought a Bible, I bought a journal, I bought these cute, colorful pens and markers and highlighters. And I, you know, I bought all the bookmarks and, you know, I have a prayer closet. I created this room that's special in this chair. I've got my coffee mug. I've got, you know, I've got all this stuff and I'm ready. And every day I'm setting my alarm, getting up at six o'clock and spend time with Jesus. Right. And it's like, yay, the first week. And you're like, yes, I'm a good Christian. <laughs> I'm going to go to church and all of the above. And then all of a sudden, right, things start happening. You don't get up, you know, start. And you look at your journal and you haven't journaled. You haven't put an entry in there in three months. I'm speaking about myself, by the way. Yeah. You hadn't put a journal. You hadn't put an entry in there in like three months, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're, what do you start doing? Oh, I'm never going to be good enough. Yeah. I'm never, you know, God's probably upset with me. I feel bad. So then you start punishing yourself for something you overcommitted to (laughs) in the first place, instead of just saying, you know what, this is a day by day, hour by hour relationship. Yes. You know, this is a day, this is not a, you can just lay out this plan of here's my whole plan for the year, like a lesson plan for teachers. Mm -hmm. Here's my lesson plan of how I'm going to fall in love with Jesus and how I'm going to be the good Christian and have this relationship. Here's my plan. And it's like, no, that's not, that's great. If you can do that, that's wonderful. So people who are type A and they know how to do all and they're right on that regiment, go for it. But give yourself some grace when you don't have that day to do it. And just know you don't have to have a laid out day by day plan because you know at the end of the day i'm like looking at god going listen listen god you're the one who created me you already know i'm sinful i'm i'm full of sin you already know i'm not i'm imperfect you know i'm not going to stick to my deadline you know you know i'm not going to stick to this you know what i mean like how many exercise plans have i been on So I would have these candid conversations like, God, you know, you're going to have to help me a little bit more, right? Like, wake me up. And I need you to do that. And I need you to show this to me because I know you love me and I know I'm your child and you know what type of child I am. So I need more accountability. I need more help. And I need you to do that. I'm leaning into you, Lord. Help me help you so we can have this relationship, right? That is so real. Like that is, these are my real, real prayers, right? Like, God, you know me, I'm your kid. Like, come on, (laughs) you created me. What are you thinking? You knew I was going to screw this up. (laughs) Hilarious. But I totally get it. Cause what I started to do, cause I was doing the same thing, like getting up super early and trying to have devotion, you know, read and do all this. And then the prayer list, like, you know how you supposed to have people say have a prayer list and then you kind of read down all these names. And I was just like, okay, so I'm getting nothing out of it. Like I'm just literally just reading names, skipping over some people, and admit nothing after a while. So what I started to do is I'm like, God, I'm like, you see all these names here, so you have to pray for them because right now I'm too tired. Or right. if I miss it in the morning, then I I'm like, okay, so I can talk to him throughout the rest of the day. So it's not a big deal. <laughs> If I miss it right. in the morning because I need to get some extra sleep, I can talk right. to him in a car when I'm driving to work or all day long. Yeah, yeah. Like I can just do this or I can read this. Even if I don't read the Bible, 
that day, I don't think God's not going to talk to me <laughs> because right. he can talk to you through the Bible. He can talk to you in many other yeah. ways. So he's not limited. Like there's right. no, there's that. And that's the thing. I, I think when like being younger, seeing him as this wizard of Oz, like that was the only picture I could give myself as this all powerful Oz, this all powerful being that created the world and that is in charge of everything that he loves us but don't play with him because yeah. he said, you know, he loves us and he cares, but I said what I said, right? Mm-hmm. I, I said what I said. I gave you my word. I told you and everything I said does come true. So don't play with me. Kind of like your, your parent. Don't play. I love you, but I will. Yes. Right. Yeah. I love you. I love you and everything, but I told you not to do that. And now there's consequences, but I'm going to love you through it. And I'm going to help you through it. But I said what I said, right? Mm-hmm. And so going from seeing this omnipotent big Oz, right, yeah. to seeing this God that is merciful, loving, seeing this God that is forgiving, and seeing a God that is patient, you know, and loves even me, he's limitless. Yeah. You can't put him in a box. You can't put him, you know every Saturday or every Sunday, whenever you go to worship or Wednesday night prayer meeting, like whatever, you can't just put him in this box of this is, this is when God shows up. This is what you do. Like he is everywhere. And, and the other piece that really makes it personal for me is he wants, he loves me so much that he wants to be in all the details of my life. Like he wants to be a part of it. He wants to know how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. He wants me to cry in his bosom. He wants, you know, he wants this. And so me being a parent of, of two sons who are adults now, I know, and a grandparent, you know, and now my youngest son just moved out a couple of weeks ago and he lives in town, but he, you know, he's about 20 minutes from our house. Mm-hmm. It's like, I text Hey, what'd you eat for dinner today? How was, you know, how was work today? Or how, you know, these little text messages that I send my sons and just because I want to have a relationship with them. Yeah. You know, I want to stay connected. I want to know how your day at work was. I want to know, oh, what did your boss say about such and such? Or how are things going with your love life? You know, I intimately and loving want to be a part of their relationship. I want to have that relationship and I want to seek it out. And when I look at that, not that I'm God at all, but when I look at that love that I have for my children and my husband and my family, and I know how that makes me feel just to, just to get a glimpse of their life and for them to let me in a little bit, even a tiny bit, it's like, you know, it's, it's huge. And so it, it's just very special to me. Um, and then when I compare that to, wow, God's love for me is even bigger and even greater than that. Mm-hmm. And even when I fall or even when there's the bad time, whatever it is that he intimately wants to be in my life, that's a game changer. Yeah, no, that is so true. And I get that because my kids are, my oldest is, well, I have two stepkids, but they're like 25 and 24 or so they're grown. And then the younger kids are 16, 15, and 13. So they're moving up. And I totally get it because you do want to know where they're going. Yeah. Because my stepson the other day, he was, he was getting ready to go for a walk. And I was just like, 
Okay, so make sure you have some water because it's going to be hot outside. Like, he's an adult. I'm sure he knows it's going to be hot outside. <laughs> but, you know, right, just right, like, right. you just want to tell them these things <laughs> just to make sure they're okay. So I totally get where you're coming from. My kids can be in the house and I'm texting or when I'm at work, I'm texting them. So what are you doing? Um, are you eating? And, and sometimes my daughter, she'll be like, Mom, I am going to eat. You do not have to remind me. I'm like, okay, just trying to make sure. So I totally get where you're coming from. And if we're like that, like you said, yeah. imagine how much imagine. God feels toward yeah. us. And I, and I, you know, and yes, I know, I understand that, you know, everyone can't use their earthly father or earthly mother as a comparison to who God is. Right. Because there are a lot of scarred tissue. There's a lot of scar tissue out there. There's a lot of, you know, there's some abuse or absent fathers or absent mothers and absent people in their lives. So sometimes when people say, you know, he's like a father to us and he's your dad. And they're like, screw that. I don't want him to be my father. You know, like I, I don't want him to anything to do with God. If he's anything like my father right. or the fathers I've witnessed or so it's, so you also have to be careful with that. Exactly. You know, I had a very positive relationship with my dad, very positive relationship with my mom, you know, so I can relate in that way. But you also have to be careful because there are people, there, there may be people listening to the podcast like, you know what, I didn't have any of that. I did not grow up in a home where they fostered a Christian environment. I did not go to BBS. I don't even know what BBS is, right? And so we also have to remember that there are those people that may be listening to this that say, I can't relate to any of that. All I know is there's something missing in my life. I have a desire to live a better and more abundant life. And there is a man named Jesus that people keep telling me about that is supposed to be loving and forgiving and all knowing and all the above. I want to get to know him, right. you know, and not compared to anybody else. Cause you really don't have anybody else to compare Jesus to in your life. Right. Right. But you feel like, I, I don't know what this is that mm-hmm. what they talk. I don't know what this is y'all are talking about or who this is y'all are talking about, but I want some of it because it, it seems, and he, it, it seems like, oh my gosh, this is really what I need in my life. There's hope, there's abundance, there's joy, all of that in Jesus. And I want some of it. So, yes. you know, those people, I want to be able to encourage as well that there is a man named Jesus and I'd love to introduce you to him, right? <laughs> so what are some advice you would give to someone who's actively looking for God? Oh my gosh. Um, I would say don't get caught up in the rules. Don't get caught up in the stuff of Christianity, the stuff of religion or the stuff of, you know, doctrine and theology. It, don't get caught up in that stuff because you'll never find them. I don't care. You could be in the laid out foundational church. I don't care what denomination you're from. You won't find him in that stuff. You have to be able to, one, ask for it. Just quiet place, your walk, your drive to work. Just say it. Hey, hey, I don't know who you are but I've heard you know me and you created me and I am full of mess. I am not perfect, but I know that the life I'm living right now or the way I'm feeling in my life right now, I don't want that. I want better and I want more and I want to learn more about you. So 
show me who you are. Tell me who you are. Use the right people in my life. Give me the right messaging, the right song, the right verse I can find. Help me to learn more about you. And God will begin to show up because we're opening ourselves up to it. One, and we're asking for it. He's always been there. Always. But we've asked for him to come into our life and be able to welcome him in. And that's when God will be able to shift. You will begin feeling a shifting in the atmosphere where all of a sudden you're going to hear a song in the elevator or there's going to be a message on the radio. You may turn it to your Christian radio station and there's a worship song that comes on or, you know, you may not be a member of a church and it's okay. You know, God is bigger than the church building for sure. But just open yourself and seek that guidance and have that conversation with God and he will begin to move in your life. I don't know what that will look like for you because it's different for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It is. But ex- but the biggest thing is for you to expect that he's going to show up and you need to expect it, have enough faith that he is going to show up in your life and begin that walk with you. I like that. That is awesome advice. Well, Kara, thank you so much for being on the Finding God podcast. It was an honor to have you. I'm so so excited you came. And thank you so much for being a guest. Wow, what an amazing interview. I especially love it when Kara talks about how God was able to find her. Because sometimes we don't exactly know what we need. We might know we're missing something, but we don't know exactly what it is. And so sometimes, instead of us exactly finding God, God finds us. So he lets us know hey, you are missing something. You need me. And that opens the doors for us to start looking for God. I also like how she talked about it was the fact that her relationship was not doing so well at that time that she was able to go and seek God. And the advice her mother-in-law gave her was absolutely priceless. When she told her, don't worry about your husband. You get to know God. You develop a relationship with God. And I love it because some people, I've heard many people in church say this, if you're having any kind of problems, they'll say stuff like, We'll go to church or do some religious thing or volunteer. But her, her mother-in-law didn't say any of those things. She said develop a relationship with God because she knew that if she had a relationship with God, she would be able to withstand and do a lot of things that she wouldn't be able to do if she just went to church or if she just went to prayer meeting. So I think her mother-in-law was very wise for giving her that advice. Now the song we're going to listen to today is from our Artist of the Week, Harvest. And it's her newest single called In Love. Yet, yet you still love me. 
love my sister and love my brother. Hasn't this word? It teaches us we gotta love each other. Really absurd. If we can't look beyond each other's colors, you should prefer to show love for one another. We need to come together. for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Kara, Harvest, or myself, All of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. I'm winning. Can't tell me.